and welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw and reputable where we smash taboos and break down stigmas. I'm your host, registered nurse and chronic illness mentor, Isabella Gosling. I am so excited to be back for another episode of Let's Talk Period, episode two of season five. Before we dive into today's episode, just a quick reminder to the Melbourne Let's Talk Period fam to grab your ticket to Let's Launch for Endo if you haven't already. This week is the last week to grab your ticket if you want to join us for a fun afternoon where we have a three-course meal, drink on arrival, a little goodie bag, and some amazing prizes as well. And don't forget we are raising funds for Pep Talk, which is educating high school students all about periods, endometriosis and pelvic pain. So all the funds raised from Let's Lunch to Endo are going towards such a great cause. So I would absolutely love to see you there. So make sure to check out the link in the description to grab your ticket to that one. Tickets are $100 and there's only a few left. So make sure you get on it. Other than that, I am excited for Wednesday's episode because it'll be the 1st of March, which is Endo Awareness Month, which is, you know, sort of like Christmas in the Endo world. But I am so excited to get into today's episode. It's an important one and definitely something to be aware of because uh, something with endo means we're at higher risk of other conditions and other things. So I am ready to dive right on into it. So let's go. Did you know that February was Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month? If not, you are not alone. Although it is becoming more frequently recognized, it is a cancer that has a really high mortality rate. So it means there's a lot of death associated with it. And it's really picked up super late, which is why the uh, mortality rate is so high with it. I thought it would be important to do an episode on ovarian cancer today with February being Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month because not only is it important to know about ovarian cancer and be aware of the signs and symptoms, it's also important to know that people with endometriosis or PCOS, they actually have an increased risk of developing ovarian cancer. So it's really important to be across it and know what to look out for so you can get onto it early and reduce the risk of being it of it being a later stage getting onto it early if it happens to be ovarian cancer so just some statistics Uh, People with PCOS are two to three times more likely to develop ovarian cancer than the typical person assigned female at birth. And people living with endometriosis, they have an increased risk of around 2% compared to the average population when it comes to developing ovarian cancer. So 
those stats are taken from journal articles. I will pop the links to those in the show notes if you do want to have a more thorough read of them. So what is ovarian cancer? It is a type of cancer or a malignant tumor that either starts in one ovary or both ovaries. And our ovaries are part of our reproductive system. And they are made up of three types of cells. So you've got your epithelial cells, stromal cells, and germ cells. And each of these cells, they can turn into a different type of tumor. So that's important to note. Um, The predominant age that women are diagnosed with ovarian cancer is around 64 years old, according to Ovarian Cancer Australia. However, um, it's usually diagnosed in women over the age of 50, according to Ovarian Cancer Australia. But it is so important to know that it is diagnosed in people who are younger than this. So there are examples of people who are diagnosed with ovarian cancer in their 20s and it is really important to keep that in your back of in the back of your mind because it can often be overlooked because it usually is a cancer that is people over the age of 50 but just because that's the case with usual doesn't mean that it's it might not be ovarian cancer it's always important to uh, investigate any symptoms there's about one and a half thousand people assigned female at birth who are diagnosed with ovarian cancer each year. Alrighty, so what are the symptoms of ovarian cancer? It's really tricky because they can often be silent or they can be masked or be explained away to be different things. So it is really important to be aware of them and take them seriously. And if you do have these symptoms, to go and get them checked out by your doctor because you don't want to leave them um, and not get them investigated. So firstly, we've got an increased in tummy size or persistent abdominal bloating pelvic or abdominal pain, feeling full after eating only a small amount or a small meal, Um, changes in your bladder or bowel habits, so um, increased urgency or frequency of going to do a wee, so going to the toilet much more regularly, bowel habits, so you might be going to the bathroom way more regularly or way less regularly. Um, You might be experiencing unexplained weight loss or weight gain. You might have excessive fatigue, lower back pain, nausea, bleeding post-menopause if you're um, of that age. You might be experiencing bleeding in between periods or bleeding between or bleeding um, during or after sex. So the most important thing there is that a lot of those symptoms are the same as those that people are living with endo have. So if any of those symptoms are new or things change for you, it is important to just go and get them checked out and not just put it down to your endo giving you a new symptom. It could just be your endo or your PCOS giving you a new symptom to deal with. However, it's important to roll out other things such as ovarian cancer 
They don't actually know what the causes of ovarian cancer are. However, there are factors that increase a person's risk of developing it. So as I said, having PCOS or endometriosis is something that puts you at a higher risk of developing it, as well as having diabetes or being overweight um, or smoking as well. Also, people who have not had children are potentially at a higher risk of developing ovarian cancer. So how can I reduce my risk of developing ovarian cancer? There's actually no way to prevent it, but there are a few little things that can help to reduce your risk. So one of them is to have children or breastfeed, using oral contraceptives, and also, if indicated, the surgical removal of ovaries and fallopian tubes. A common misconception as well is that the cervical screening, also known as a pap smear, can detect ovarian cancer. And it's important to know that it doesn't. The cervical screening or pap smear only tests for cervical cancer. So if you are experiencing those symptoms that I mentioned before, don't assume that your pap smear or your cervical screening will have picked it up because they are completely different screeners. They're not looking for ovarian cancer in your pap smear. Another misconception as well is the use of fertility drugs and the link between ovarian cancer. However, according to Ovarian Cancer Australia, there's actually no evidence to suggest that there's an increased risk between using fertility drugs, so drugs to assist in falling pregnant, and an increased risk of ovarian cancer. So I know that's something that a lot of people in the Let's Talk period family uh, experience, but it's something that you can be relieved about that that doesn't put you at a higher risk again. So it is definitely so important to chat with your GP if you're experiencing any of those symptoms that I've mentioned throughout today's episode and they can order appropriate blood tests and ultrasounds and imaging to confirm what's going on for you and if it does come back that you do potentially have ovarian cancer they will refer you on to a gynecological oncologist and they'll go from there. And you can access support from Ovarian Cancer Australia. They've got amazing um, ovarian cancer nurses as well as support groups and resources and things like that. So I will link them in the show notes as well just if you wanted to take a look. Other than that, if you did want to make a donation to support Ovarian Cancer Australia and the work that they do, I will put their link to donate directly in the show notes as well. They do some incredible work with advocating and awareness and supporting those and their families who are diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So uh, if you are in the position to donate, I think that would be much appreciated, especially with it being um, February and Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Period, all about PCOS, endo, and the risks associated with ovarian cancer for Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. I will be back in your ears on Wednesday for a brand new episode. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to Let's Talk Period. And if you enjoyed the podcast episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or family member or anyone who you think might enjoy content around endo, adeno or PCOS. 
I would also like to mention our Facebook group. So if you are craving community, make sure you join the Let's Talk Period community on Facebook. It is the place to hang out with like-minded people who are living with endo, adeno or PCOS. You can ask questions, get support and just vent to people who get it. Other than that, I'll be back in your ears on Wednesday with a brand new episode. Until then, I will see you later. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.